0: Hi, we're here from curiosity.com to help you get smarter in just a few minutes.
1: I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you learn about how the average phone typing speed is catching up to the keyboard, how it can drizzle in Antarctica even when it's cold enough for water to freeze, and how an ancient supernova could be the reason why humans walk upright. Let's
0: satisfy some curiosity. Remember how hard it used to be to type out a text message on your flip phone? Ashley, you know what I'm talking about.
1: Oh, yeah. You had to, like, figure out the numbers. You had to press a number three times to get to the third letter. Oh, gosh. That was really hard. It was rough. And if you're listening
0: to this, you know the struggle was real, especially if you're at least about as old as Ashley and I are. Obviously, it is easier to tap out a text or email these days, but just how quickly you can do that might surprise you. A new study crunched the numbers and found that the average phone typing speed is catching up to the keyboard. Seriously. And this study comes along with some tips on how you can become a texting titan. The study used an online typing test to analyze the typing speed of 37,000 people from 160 countries on both smartphones and computer keyboards. And it came to a shocking conclusion. These days, we're almost as fast at typing on our phones as we are on our laptops. Users typing with two thumbs achieve 38 words per minute on average. And that's only about 25% slower than the typing speeds in a similar large-scale study of physical keyboards. Now, of course, some people can type way faster on a traditional keyboard. If you aced touch typing in school or if you work as a secretary, you can probably knock out 100 words a minute on a computer. That's about how fast I type.
1: The last time I took a typing test was in high school, and I was like almost to 80 words a minute, and I was very proud of myself. It's probably way faster today.
0: Yeah, probably. But most people are nowhere near that fast, so smartphone speed is closing in on keyboard speed. The study also found that teenagers managed 10 more words a minute than people in their 40s. One texting hero even managed 85 words a minute on a phone. And all this brings us to some tips to improve your phone typing skills. Firstly, it turns out that two thumbs is significantly faster than one. Makes sense. You should also rely on autocorrect, even though you will run the risk of autocorrect fails. But don't use predictive text. You'll end up spending more time evaluating the options your phone suggests than you would have spent just typing out your intended message. So follow these tips and you'll be whipping up messages on your phone nearly as fast as you can on a keyboard. You can even track your progress with the typing test the researchers used for the study. There's a link to that in our full write-up on this on Curiosity.com, which we'll link to in today's show notes. And good luck.
1: Yes, good luck with your search for a new job and I have to go to the store and get some rest. I don't know, predictive text is just fine for me.
0: Thanks for the update. And for the record, I have a great day and I will be there in a few minutes and I'll be there in a few minutes and I'll be there in a few minutes. (laughs) That's the best. To talk to you about it when I get home.
1: Oh, I love it when they just repeat themselves. Scientists have discovered that it can drizzle on Antarctica even when the temperature is low enough to freeze water. And that has implications for climate predictions. You might think of snow as frozen rain, but that's an oversimplification. Snow actually isn't 100% water. To get a snowflake, you need to start with an ice crystal. For that, water needs to freeze to something, like a mote of dust in the air. Rain doesn't freeze automatically when the temperature drops below freezing. It can still fall in tiny droplets, less than 1 500th of an inch across, or half a millimeter. In normal temperatures, this type of rain is called drizzle. And when it falls in below freezing weather, it's called supercooled drizzle. This phenomenon has been documented in short bursts, But recently, researchers discovered that it can also last quite a while. In Antarctica, supercooled drizzle recently fell for almost eight straight hours. The temperature was below minus 4 degrees Fahrenheit, or minus 20 degrees Celsius, and the drizzle fell from a cloud that was even colder, less than minus 13 degrees Fahrenheit, or minus 25 degrees Celsius. It was the first time this kind of precipitation had been documented for such an extended period but researchers doubt it was the first time it's actually happened. See, based on the researchers' climate simulations, supercooled drizzle is most likely to happen when the air is ultra-clean, with almost no dust or sea salt particles floating in it. This makes sense because, again, snowflakes need those particles to form. In pristine climates like Antarctica's, where there's minimal dust, the raw material for snow just isn't there. That means supercooled drizzle is probably pretty common on the South Pole— which could affect meteorology in big ways. Clouds are made of water, and when they drizzle, they shrink, which shortens the clouds' lifespan and changes how heat from the sun reaches the earth. So supercooled drizzle has implications for weather forecasting and climate simulations. It may also have implications for how you react the next time it snows. Feel free to ooh and ah, but remember, that's frozen rain plus a little dirt.
0: Today's episode is sponsored by Skillshare.
1: Skillshare is an online learning community for the creator in all of us. They have thousands of classes in everything from photography and creative writing to design, productivity, and more.
0: Classes are on demand so you can learn at your own pace. So get inspired, join a class, and create something you'll love. Lately, I've had the inspiration to start writing, but I've had a hard time actually making it a habit. So I'm taking a class called The Writer's Toolkit, Six Steps to a Successful Writing Habit. And it's taught by a guy who knows a thing or two about writing because he's an award-winning and best-selling author of seven books of fiction and three anthologies of philosophy. He's just one of a ton of teachers I've had on Skillshare who clearly have a handle on what they're doing. So join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare and get two months free when you sign up at Skillshare.com curiosity.
1: That's two whole months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. Get started today by heading to skillshare.com slash curiosity to sign up. That's skillshare.com slash curiosity.
0: A striking new study suggests that humans walk upright because of, wait for it, an ancient supernova.
1: This is like one of those podcasts where they're like, did you know that World War II started because a cat once ate a rabbit? Right. And (laughs) And then it set off this chain reaction.
0: So yeah, a supernova supposedly set off a chain of cosmic events and eventually led to why we are the way we are. This is going to sound really out there, like I said, so let's go through this step by step. In a nutshell, here's the story. A supernova detonates nearby, let's say within a 150 to 300 light year radius of our solar system. That showers the Earth with energetic cosmic rays. This, in turn, showers Earth's atmosphere with highly energetic particles. That raises the frequency of lightning strikes. Okay, so what does lightning do? Well, it turns out that lightning is the biggest natural ignition source for wildfires. More lightning means more wildfires, which means more treeless savanna. If you're hunting on the savanna, you're going to have a major advantage if you can see your prey from far away by walking upright and a world with lots of tree-free open space would have selected for a random mutation that would let our ancestors run down prey. Walking upright would help you succeed on the savannah.
1: This is like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, except it's six degrees of upright humans. Right. Not as fun.
0: (laughs) So how can scientists come to this conclusion? Well, the authors of this study cite an increase in the number of lightning strikes seen in carbon levels in the geological record and an enhanced rate of forest fires. Okay, so obviously it's kind of cool to think about the idea that a supernova could have affected our evolution. And we do think that cosmic rays trigger lightning. But that idea is actually still debated. On top of that, it's a bit hard for us to study the full effects of a supernova. Sure, we see supernovae pretty regularly in other galaxies, but not so much in our own galaxy. A bright, naked-eye supernova hasn't happened in our galaxy since the start of the age of telescopic astronomy. And the last galactic supernova we saw was by astronomer Johannes Kepler in 1604. A modern galactic supernova could help us figure out whether these things really do have an impact on terrestrial lightning. But one of the study's authors told universe today that, and I have to quote this, we are working on other effects that may be relevant, but it will be a long time before anyone can sort out what caused what, as is usual in geology, unquote. I love him throwing shade at geology. (laughs) For now, we'll just call this a fun story to share at a cocktail party and a great example of how much geology can tell us about our universe.
1: So what got us excited about today's episode? Well, I'm excited that phone typing is almost as fast as keyboard typing because I definitely have tried to do work on the train. And, you know, I'm getting better at it, which is... A plus and a minus.
0: Kind of worrying. Yeah. You got to log off sometimes. <laughs> yeah. And I was excited to learn that it rains in Antarctica because snow requires something for the water to freeze too. And there's not a lot of stuff flying around in the air down there.
1: And I just thought it was delightful that supernova means cosmic rays, means more lightning, means more fires, means more savanna which means walking upright. Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Kevin Bacon for geologists. (laughs) Yes. Who said science wasn't fun? Today's stories were written by Jessica Stillman and Mae Rice and by David Dickinson for Universe Today and edited by Ashley Hamer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity.com.
1: Script writing was by Cody Goff and Sonia Hodgen. Curiosity Daily is produced and edited by Cody Goff.
0: Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes.
1: And until then, stay curious